Our Watch We Talk To You on Monday was Wood today because he was in a tattoo competition over the weekend. So we heard how that went. Had to go nude. (laughs) Not nearly nude. Uh, Also had a fun bag of questions. Uh, That was fun today. We zipped through that. Uh, Mike Bryant from the Law Offices of Bradshaw and Bryant. If you had to do some snow blowing and thought, maybe I should do it for a neighbor, not so fast. No good deed goes unpunished. We covered a lot of other ground, too. You'll hear it all right now in the podcast. Kelly and Wood. Why should we talk to you on Monday is when someone does something big over the weekend and then we talk to them on Monday to find out how it went. And Wood was the subject this week of why should we talk to you on Monday because you were in the big tattoo competition. Yeah, well, I wasn't the... I was the... You were the canvas, yeah. if you will. <laughs> they say on TV The all blank the time. slate. And it was... It, first of all, first tattoo convention I've ever been to. And I, it was really cool. I bet it was. I wanted to go down there. And to see that many talented people was just really something amazing. And so I get there, boom, first thing, all right, let's get it over with, pop the shirt off. We are literally in a booth right by like a major walkway. Yes. Get it all out. Good for Sean and, you know, fresh skin tattoos. He's getting a ton of exposure, but there I am (laughs) in all my glory. Just did you did you maybe put on some sweatpants or something to reduce the muffin top? Well, I wasn't nude. No, but I'm saying like instead of having tight jeans on nope. that compress the skin, my flesh. <laughs> yeah, maybe something with some zubas or something. Nope i I am me and I am proud. And let me tell you, there were a lot of people very proud of their bodies. Okay, and I mean it was. So, so you can fit right in. So uh, you know what? Boom! Sit down. And now you got your your first tattoo on your chest. Yes, I did. Now I've had little tattoos on my chest before. Right? Okay. Bingo, bango. Six and a half hours. Oof. It's a sit. She was getting tender. Uh, at the very end, it was really <laughs> it was something hot. Yeah. Uh, but we got it done, and so it leads up to the judging portion at the end of the evening. And this is where I was like, okay, here we go. This is going to be. Yeah. And I swear, every single person at this convention packed into this ballroom. Did you have to like walk across a stage or anything like that? Yeah. With your shirt off? So first, you know, all right, line up here. I'm number two. I get in line, have to take my shirt off because it's on my chest. Right. There's, there's no doing, you know, a half or anything like that. And I'm just standing there like a hunk of meat, just going through it. I was very surprised, though. Because the, I was expecting this to be a long, wow, hurtful. <laughs> I was expecting it to be like a long thing, but it went very quickly. So they're getting everyone lined up to go. Now they're like, so while we're getting everyone ready, we have a exhibitor or like a performer here on stage. Okay. It was body suspension. Now, if you've never seen any oh, of this stuff. hell no. I hate that stuff. I couldn't do it. Like where they have like the the, the hooks and stuff in the oh, back. I hate that. And I was just like, uh, uh. <laughs> why is that stuff synonymous with like the tattoo world? I don't know. I and if you're into it, God love you, enjoy yourself. But oh, it, it gives looks so me painful the willies to even. So like I'm coming up to get judged, and I'm like trying not to look, <laughs> and I'm just like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all these people are like, oh, uh, what's going on there? And I was just like, I can't look. See that stuff. Uh, but no, I got up there. It was very quick. I thought it would be a more detailed, like, you know, I had answers ready if they had, like, why did you guys do this? Why right. did you do that? Because you don't go up with your artist. I, I honestly got thought they would have, like, a one of those jeweler eyepieces. A little go, monocle? I'm serious. Like, going over every tiny little detail to really decide who wins this thing. I sat down. I probably sat down. For maybe 10 seconds. And, okay, thank you. That's it? That's why I said, I said is, are you guys done? 
Because I was only the second person there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And they started writing stuff. And I was, man, I, I really thought this would be a little more involved. In maybe that's all they needed. I don't know. But, uh, you know, unfortunately. Did they at least take a picture of it or anything? No. Or they just quick scan, that's it, done. That was it. Just uh, look, cool, all right, thank you, gorgeous piece. Yep. And, like, they're both very complimentary. I was just, one was like, wow, that's a gorgeous piece. Okay, thanks. I thought, cool. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't place, but I, for my money, it was my favorite tattoo I saw all the entire day, the entire competition. It, it's sweet. I, it's so unique. Everybody I was showing it to, mm-hmm. along with your nipple that they had comments. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> everyone cracking wise. Why your, your nipple is an odd shape. It, 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 it's been stitched back on. <laughs> I know. I'm very upfront about this. I, know. I don't think a lot of people realize that, though. So when they saw your football-shaped nipple, they had questions. They thought it that wasn't was... football. That's the angle of the camera. They sir. thought that was part of the tattoo, and they're like, "Why is that bear biting a football?" <laughs> but yeah, my, you know, I, I didn't. At the end of the day, I didn't care. I won my best for my buddy, and uh, you know what? I'm very proud of what he did. I think he did phenomenal all weekend long. And if you ever get a chance to go to one of those competitions, if you have any sort of interest in tattoos and stuff, you ought to check it out. It's very cool. All right. All right, the two-second tune, I have two seconds of a song to figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, these are songs that Wood has picked out because I fancy myself a student of sound. A songman, if you will. If you will. I certainly will. All now, right. you have two seconds. You can listen to one of the s- clips over and over. Okay. All right. So I have one replay out of three clips. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, I told you, your theme for today is weather. All right. Okay. Hit me with that first clip. Come on. Got it. Luke Combs Hurricane. That's it. Yeah, man. That was, I want to start you off with an easy I one. I say that. You gave me an easy one. That song is so distinct at the very beginning. All right. Okay. okay. Well, once I can get at least one, then I feel better about myself. Now it starts to get a little harder. In fact, I think song number two is the hardest one. All right. So let's go with song number two here. Give it to me straight, doctor. I can take it. I feel like I know what that is. I'm going to use my replay on this okay. one. Okay. Which I don't want to burn it this early, but that's the, that's the please replay that for me. Is that Gary Allen? I need the name of the song and artist, and then I need Shoot. you to lock it in. Every hundred. Shoot. What's the name of that song? Well, you can listen to it again if you'd like. I know, but that's not going to give me the name of the song. I know it's it's Gary Allen. Every heartbreak, something runs out of rain. <laughs> Every heartbreak runs out of rain. <laughs> he is a lyrical genius, if you will. Um, Every heartbreak. Uh, shoot, I don't know. Oh, geez, I just hit like eight buttons on the board here. Um, Heartbreak. <laughs> you were right with Gary Allen. Every storm runs out of oh, rain. Dang it. Not every heartbreak runs no. out of rain. <laughs> it's a long intro, though, so you ain't. But be looking for my single coming out. Dang it, so I don't get that one. That's a good it. song, though. That is you a got great, half a credit, I guess. I love Gary Allen. He does another song called Songs About Rain that is maybe one of my top five country songs that I love. Well, there you go. All right, last one. Give it to song me. Song number three. All right. Weather Give is it. the theme. Okay. I want to say that song got played for a hot year on country radio. Yeah. (sighs) Go ahead and give it to another play. I'll give it to you. Come on. That's so hard to do. Is it Kenny Chesney? Save it for a rainy day. Kenny Chesney. Wow. In the clutch. 
match. That was it. <laughs> Sucker. Want you go play it? Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was so celebrating. So. This is a great song, too. We should play this when we come back. Two and a half out of three. I, look, that was that's solid. I just couldn't remember the name of that Gary Allen song. And I told you, that's going to be a tough one. All right. Well, hey, I'll take that, though. Well two, done. Two and a half would be a lot of money on Name That Tune. A songman, <laughs> if you will. We'll do it again next week. Two-second tune. Kelly and Woods. We have hauled out Kelly and Woods' big bag of questions. I have a list of questions here that people have just always asked in, text in, Facebook in, whatever. Whatever. And one to 132. So <laughs> pick me a number, Kelly Jordan. 37. Uh, 37. Uh, oh, Pamela asked this one. Uh, she sent this in. What is something that you and Kelly believed for a long time that was totally dumb? Okay. I got one right off the bat. But this was a phrase that I thought meant something else than it meant. You know the saying, make ends meet? Okay. Right? Like she couldn't even make ends meet. I thought ends meet. <laughs> and I didn't re- I, I Dude, I believe this up until like three years ago when I finally saw it typed out. I was like, oh, it's M-E-E-T, not M-E-A-T. Because I thought make ends meet was like the cheap pieces of meat. Not, not like making... Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. The saying is she couldn't make ends meet, meaning like two ends coming together and make ends meet. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like cheap cuts of meat. So when they say like, oh man, that dude couldn't even make ends meet, I thought it was like the cheap cuts of meat that that guy couldn't even make. And I believe that up until three years ago, till I, <laughs> till I saw it written out, I was like, dude, I've had that wrong my entire life. You never went by the old butcher's thing? Like, where is that at? <laughs> Where's the ends meet? See if I can make, you know, they it's call it hot dogs. Ironically, uh, here's something in the same kind of world. When people used to say quit cold turkey. Right. I thought it's because you would eat cold turkey, and it would curb whatever craving that was. Like your nicotine cravings? Right. So people say, I quit smoking cold turkey. To me, I thought, okay, they must just have like a sandwich right. anytime they wanted to <laughs> smoke. Well, what does... I don't even know what cold turkey means. I don't know why we got that I saying. think it just means just stopping. I mean, now that I know that, it's just like, all right, I just right. stop cold turkey. Maybe it's because you don't eat turkey cold, so you just don't do it. That's a good. That's about as good as ends meat. But I figured people walking around not smoking, and all of a sudden I felt a little better about Crack myself. Out the turkey club. Uh, some people are. Uh, Amber just texted this one in. When I was little, my parents. I didn't know there was a lever for your turn signal. I thought the car was telling my mom where to turn <laughs> and where to go. That's good. That's not bad. <laughs> you know, another one I had, and, and this was another one, I think I was like 30 when I finally realized my mom had lied to me my entire life, because she would always buy this soap that didn't have any perfume in it, and I was always like, why can't we smell good? Like, why mm-hmm. do we have to just smell like soap? And she was like, well, you guys are allergic to perfumes and soap. And so I believed that my entire life. Until one time I actually bought some perfume soap, and I was like, oh, this smells good. I was like, shoot, I'm going to break out in a rash. And did you? Nothing happened. I was like, what an odd lie to tell your children just so you don't have to buy good soap. Maybe you outgrew it. Maybe it was something when you were small. No, no. My mom, she knew she could get a good deal on Life Buoy soap, and it didn't have any perfumes in it. And so that's why when we asked for perfume soap, we got that you're allergic to it. All right, since you're sharing, I'll, I'll share one more here for me. I didn't know birthday suit. Man, butt naked. 
You always heard people like you picture like a clown suit. Well, people like they're in their birthday suit. I was like, it must have been a super nice suit that they only wore on their birthdays. Like, like that was it. Like church clothes. And I kind of thought to myself, I was like, man, my parents never bought me a birthday suit. <laughs> hey, look at Rachel's. I thought the moon followed our car while we were driving at night. That's a good one. Did I ever tell you about one of the dumbest things that somebody said to me one time? I was dating this girl, right? Mm-hmm. And we were talking on the phone. And she goes, oh, and we were in the same city, right? Okay. And she goes, oh, the moon is, moon is so beautiful tonight, but I bet you can't see it where you are. Like, I was literally like five miles from where she was. Like, she thought that for some reason, the moon was only above her, mm-hmm. and that me being five miles away, I wasn't going to be able to see it. That, that relationship deteriorated pretty quick after that. I was about to say, she wasn't a real Mensa member there, huh? <laughs> the, shine, the shine was off the penny at that point. Uh, other people texting in, Elizabeth said, for the longest time, my grandma called people SOBs <laughs> because she thought it meant silly old bird. <laughs> That's good. My mom thought lots of, uh, LOL meant lots of love. Yeah. So she'd be like, I love you, LOL. <laughs> What does that mean, Ma? Well, take it, she'd take it right back. Yeah, she figured that out. Man, we're getting dunked on here in the text messages. People thinking we're stupid. Wow. Uh, another one here. I was an adult when I learned the word raspberry had a P in it. I thought some idiots spelled it wrong out in public. <laughs> That's like me when I saw ends meet. I was like, hey, they're spelling it wrong. They're spelling meat wrong. Hey, you know what? You know what we're learning here? What's that? We're all God's children. Yes. All right. We all make mistakes. We all fall for silly things here. Kelly and Wood. All right. Mike Bryan is on his way in in just a couple of seconds here. But we got a lot of people texting in for the big bag of questions about something you believed for the longest time that turned out not to be true. And I got to bring this one up. Chrissy just texted this in. She says, until I was an adult, my parents really had me believing that it was illegal to have the lights on in a car at night. Right. I now know it's just annoying for the driver. I still think that's illegal. I don't think it is, dude. I, I just recently got my driver's license again, and I do not remember that being anywhere in the literature. Well, I'm not, they're not going to test you on every single thing. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm just saying, I don't think, I don't know why that would be illegal. It's distra- maybe because it's distracting. My old man would rage if I turned oh, yeah. that light on. Yeah. Well, because it does create a reflection on the inside of the car, so you can't see very well. It's not that bad. No, it's not. But now, like, my wife popped it on the other night when I was driving home. Hey, turn that off. off. Turn it off. (laughs) I wonder, could somebody text in, is that, how would you, Google it, is driving with your inside light on illegal? Yeah, like, if there's a police officer, is, you know, because you're not going to pull somebody up. Maybe you would. And, you know, with... For what, having the light on inside the car? Wouldn't that be distracted driving, though? That's what I'm saying. I, Google says, no, contrary to popular belief, it is not illegal to drive with your interior lights on. Driving with your interior lights on can make it hard to see and lead to accidents. Why well, should be illegal? <laughs> right. <laughs> I still get angry with my kids when they do it, and I don't even know why. It's not even, I think probably because it's ingrained in you. It was instilled in you for the longest time. Yeah. Oh, here, Becca has a good one. I believe this one, too. Uh, my brothers tell me if a stop sign has a white border around it, it's optional. I, I never believed that one, though. But I was told that when I was a kid. No, yeah. I, Becca says, I believe it till I got pulled over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Heidi, I was an adult when I realized the characters at the beginning of Wizard of Oz are also other characters throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. What? Well, yeah, because like all her relatives and stuff, like that's the Tin Man, that's the, uh, the lion. lion. Yeah, the Scarecrow, they're like her uncles. Really? You're today years old when you realize it. Right? I, you know me. You don't I'm like the Wizard the, of Oz. The right. movie freaks me out to my inner core. So. You don't like the Wizard of Oz. But hey, look at that. 
Uh, Natalie says Kelly got his license again. Well, here's the thing. I moved back up here mm-hmm. five years ago. Drove on a Texas license for five Drove years. Drove on a Texas driver's license for five years. I was riding dirty. The only reason I finally went and got a new license is because mine was expiring, yeah. so I had to get one. But now you're legal. Oh, 100% legal. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So thank you all for those texts for coming in. That's awesome. And we learned a little something today. That's what we do. Uh, we got Mike Bryan from the Law Offices of Bradshaw and Bryant on the way next. Wake up. It's Kelly and Wood. Kelly and Wood in the morning. I was trying to do a good deed. That's what we have up today in Better Call Brian as we are joined by Mike Bryant from the law offices of Bradshaw and Bryant. Now, this one's interesting because I've done this stuff before and I never even thought about this. Uh, so it's from a listener who sent it into the Kellywood Instagram page. Said, I was snow plowing my neighbor's driveway. I'm trying to be nice, but I somehow it looked like it tossed a rock or an ice chunk or something like this into his truck. Now he's saying that I should cover the deductible because I was the reason that the car is now dented, hmm. or truck dented. Uh, first would be a question is, how can you actually prove that that indeed was what happened? Hmm. That would be one of the issues. Second issue, I would assume he did it for nothing. He didn't get paid to do it. So theoretically, there's kind of like, I've been plowing your, your driveway, and I could have charged you so much a month and could do it that way. Um, probably done plowing that guy's driveway. You know? <laughs> I no mean, good deed goes so, unpunished. So, so it would be an analysis of 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 uh, you know was there actual negligence? What happened? Um, if you did something that you shouldn't have done, then yeah, you could be liable for it. You might have coverage on the truck that you could turn it over to and let them deal with it. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, um, you know, it's kind of one of those you look at overall and what's what's the most equitable or fairest thing to do here. My uh, my neighbor has a little plow on the front of a four wheeler, mm-hmm. and he pulverized one of my sprinkler heads the other day. But I'm just, I mean I'm just going to eat it. You know, yeah. it's like he was trying to do it. Not, it seemed like the right thing to do when someone. Yeah. You know, yeah. even, what what is your deductible? You know, it's like five hundred dollars probably. probably. Right. Yeah. You know, now you're destroying a relationship with a neighbor, mm-hmm. and it's just man, I'm surprised. Yeah, last week we were talking about how I was thinking about going around and helping people <laughs> and pulling people out of ditches with mm-hmm. my truck. Yep. And we had a listener text and said, A, don't do that because if you hook it up wrong and you could like damage their car. And B, you can, apparently, and I've never heard of this before. I figured you'd be the person to ask. You can get a ticket for like pulling people out of ditches. A ticket for it? Um, boy, that would be a pretty rough deal with the cop. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> man. I... I'd have to. I mean, it would depend on what they charge you with. They could probably come up with some charge, but I would doubt many police officers would charge you with something like that. That's what I, I was mean. Thinking. If you were, you know, just pulling random cars out, <laughs> yeah. you know, or you know, there's things you can't do like mow ditches. Apparently, um, but um, it's one of those that yeah, good deeds sometimes can be problems. Um, it's helping people as best you can. If you do something that's wrong in that, that can be a problem. You know, if, if you don't know what you're doing, pulling somebody out, you could run into some problems there. Every once in a while, people will push people with other, with big trucks, and you want to make sure you know what you're doing so you're not stripping their transmission or something. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then there's some also some horrific accidents that have happened because people are out there trying to pull somebody out, and then another car comes along and loses control. You know, you want to make sure you're safe in what you're doing. Yeah. Um, one of the big things that I always remind people of is if a car went in at a corner odds are pretty good it's slick at that corner yeah. you know? <laughs> right. and then another car comes along boom they come on and i there have been those cases and we've been involved in those cases where two people are pulled over or working on and then suddenly another car comes along and boom it gets even worse 
And also, I, I, used to, I grew up around so many rednecks. It was amazing to me the things that they would try to tie together in order to pull cars. Yeah, like right. one time they used like an extension cord. Yeah. I didn't, they grew up with the brightest bulbs. Yeah. I'm guessing just pull over, ask if they're okay, you know, maybe call police for them, and that's probably about all you should do. Yeah, I mean, if there's people, there are some people out there that have everything they need. I yeah. mean, they're utility people to the you know beginning. They have the straps, they have everything. If you know what you're doing, then you know you can help a lot of different people. That's what I'm saying. A guy pulled me out of a ditch. I was driving to a wedding. I pulled over to use my GPS. I couldn't tell that there was a, by the way it was plowed. I couldn't tell that the ditch went down. And he had a strap. He had the right thing to do it. He got me out lickety split. Yep. Nice. Talking back into it. I'm going to yeah. go back out there. Oh, God. Go he'll, get him. He'll do it once and quit. He'll get cold and bland, bad circulation. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. How dare you? All right. Well, we'll do this again next week when we are joined by Mike Bryant from the Law Offices of Bradshaw and Bryant for Better Call Bryant. Kelly and Woods Small Town Salute. We'd like to say good morning to everybody listening in Underwood, Minnesota, population 363. Pretty cool they've had a working post office there since 1884. Underwood was actually named after the first editor of their town newspaper. That's why today, Underwood, Minnesota gets your small town salute. That was your small town salute with Kelly and Wood in the morning. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Sometimes the good Lord just blesses you with a good Maybe It's Just Me. And I saw this one the other day and thought, oh my gosh. So in Bangkok, there's this stew. It's called a perpetual soup. And at this restaurant, they always save the broth from the day before and use it for the next day's soup. They've been doing this for 45 years. That's why they call it perpetual soup. Because okay. they've been using the same broth for right. 45 years. So it's not the same soup. But there's there's going to be remnants of that old broth in there. Nah, not after this long. You don't think so? Nah. For 45 years they've been doing this in the same pot. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still gross. Is it, though? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> disgusting. Don't you think it's kind of like when you have like a seasoned, uh, what do you call it? Pan. A seasoned crepe pan? <laughs> yeah. Now, what's in the soup? Uh, that's like, a very it, good question. By the looks of it, potatoes from Bangkok is going to have you know some weird. You know, yeah. like, are they throwing in organs and stuff? Like you're talking forty five year old organs. Yeah, no, stewing in that bad boy. This has got to be a vegetable stew. Mm, I love the raisins in this. That's I can't... actually a heart from thirty three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But isn't that crazy, though? They've been doing that for 45 years. I can't find the ingredients in it. Also, nah. is Thailand also where they have the 100-year-old egg? Have you heard of those? Oh, yeah. Those have look just... They're, like, black. Yeah, they're black. So they're, like, fermented for... I don't think it's actually 100 years, but they used to do it for 100 years. And it, you open it up, it's black. And it, they, in the, if you open the middle, it's the yolk is green. Yeah, it looks... Why? Just It's horrible. a delicacy. That's yeah. what they no, say. it's not. Well, you can call anything a delicacy at some point. Don't y'all have fresh food? Have Don't y'all have refrigerators? <laughs> have you guys ever had a pickled egg? Oh, yeah. They're the, they're the worst. That is the worst, like, oh. bar room snack. And I don't know why bars have pickled eggs. How'd that egg. get started at a bar? Maybe it's because that salty kind of food that they could serve. Cleanses your palate. You don't have to refrigerate it, I guess. Yeah. Don't need a kitchen. It can just sit there on the bar for years. Oh. Yeah, it, that's that's pretty nice. I'd rather have uh, this 45-year-old soup than a pickled egg. Honestly, like, this is the one thing that holds me back from really wanting to travel, like, and see other places of the world. Like, I always want to go see other places of the world, but then I always think to myself, at some point in time, the kids got to eat. 
Yeah. And I can't just go looking for McDonald's in every nook and cranny. I guarantee you you have a very sophisticated palate. I do. You do. And I'm not even saying that in jest. No. But I think that I think you would be fine with something like this. I mean, it's like, okay, clearly the locals eat it and they're all fine. You'd be fine eating it. My dad has done a lot of world traveling. And like he said, like some of this food, like when he was in China once, they had like a bowl in the middle. It was like a, almost like a ring. And there was a big bowl that went like sunk down in the middle of the table. Right. And they put like live crawfish on there and then covered them in some sort of alcohol and then put like a paper, like a, like a towel on top. Yeah. And whatever it did, I don't know if there was heat or neat, but the shell started popping off. Ooh. And he says they whipped the towel off. And everyone just started reaching in and grabbing these things and started eating them. You say you didn't eat for two days. <laughs> and well, you gotta be quick. Them. You gotta be quick. Nah, man. I, I, I nah. Point me to the nook. Where y'all got a Wendy's? <laughs> well, if you ever find yourself in Bangkok, you can go get yourself some forty-five-year-old stew. Nah, that wasn't problem. as bad as you made it sound, but I'm still probably passing. Well, there, but what I'm saying is there has to be remnants. Like you're not going to get all the old stuff out. Or at least maybe by the law of averages, at some point they saw. strain it. It's all. It's just the broth, so none of the uh, none of the meat gets in yeah. there. I highly in Bangkok. I don't think they have those kind of regulations. Yeah, <laughs> I doubt HIPAA's showing up. <laughs> yeah, I highly doubt there's a tough straining process. Either way, I found this one super interesting, and maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Doesn't really matter to me because I'm gonna have another one tomorrow. And if you don't like that one, I'm fine with looking you right in the face and saying, <laughs> "Maybe it's just me." Kelly and Wood. Today is National 4th Graders Day. Didn't even know they had a day. I didn't either, but shout out to all the 4th graders. Actually, you should be in school by now. Should they? I, I think, think so. They yeah, get to school. All right. Yeah. Anyway, Wood, so you have a 4th grade quiz available. So I grabbed four questions. This is 4th grade after all, and I'm going to see how you gentlemen do here. All okay, right. so I'm going to ask the room here. I'll get Brian Riley's mic on here. First question here. How many years are in a millennium? Millennium. That's easy. That's... Oh boy, you hit the brakes after that. That's, was easy. Is, is that a thousand years? I'm, I agree, a thousand years. Final answer. Ultimate response. Yeah, that is correct, yeah, sir. Gentlemen, nicely done. Oh That's one for one. All right, going into a little history on this one. Who was the 16th president of the United States? Is that Abraham Lincoln? That's the only one I can think of. I'm, of all the presidents, I'm thinking like if I'm going middle, middle of the road, I'm thinking Abe. But I want to say he was our 14th president, though. For some reason, Ooh. but but I don't know anybody else. In I don't know if a fourth grader is going to be like it's Henry Taft or whatever. Right, like, I, I'm going to say Ulysses like, S. Grant. Yeah. Is that who it was? No, what? Who, final no, answer. I'm going to say Lincoln. Yeah, we're going Lincoln. Oh, it is. Yeah. Top hat and beards coming in at 16 right there. All right. Uh, what about this one? What planet in our solar system is the fifth farthest from the sun? Okay, we're third rock from the sun, as I remember from the TV show, allegedly. Then we got Mars, Jupiter. Is it Jupiter or Saturn? I think it's Jup. I think it's Jupiter. Yeah. Um, by I the was, way, Brian yeah. is silently counting on his fingers. <laughs> I'm, to, but I'm, still I'm not even I sure what that's wrong. I don't, I don't know what, what that's. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars. Duh. Is there a song that goes with it? I no, think there so. definitely is. Like PEMDAS. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. What is that's that? That's math. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, 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 I Jupiter. Go I'm going. Yours. I'm going go Jupiter. Yours. I'm going Jupiter. That's correct! Yeah. All right. <laughs> I know my space. You've never seen anyone so excited to be a fourth grader. And our fourth <laughs> question here for two grown men. I wish we had a fourth grader in here so I could be like, in your face! <laughs> <laughs> a heptagon has how many sides? That. Uh, heptagon. Hex- no Googling. No Googling. 
Heptagon. I'm a, is that 10? No, that would be Decagon. Hmm. Uh, hep. 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 How old is Aubrey, Audrey Hepburn? What that, the hell does that have to do with anything? I don't know. I'm just trying to, <laughs> trying to well, make things work. I'm going to. Okay, wait. What would a. What would a a dozagon. Uh, a dozagon? I'm going. Well, I tell you what, there's fourth graders right now. <laughs> just I'm, getting their revenge. I, coming to apply at the radio station. I'm going to say 12. I'm going to say 12 sides on a. What did you say? Heptagon. Heptagon. I'm going to say 12. If you don't agree with that, Brian, we can do a different. I'm, go I'm, say 12. I don't know. I was going to say nine. Mm, both wrong. <laughs> oh, dang it. Seven, seven is a I heptagon. That was a septagon. I've never heard of such a thing. Mm. It's a septagon. That's six, right? That's what a, no. Good job, guys. <laughs> Fourth grade. Uh, 75%, which I believe is a low C. Hey, C's get degrees, man. <laughs> right? Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Yes, it is. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We're going to give it a trashy score and get it up on that trashy scale in the trash flash. We are headed to Florida. Yes. Well, that's where we have a woman calling 911. She says, hey. Someone just shot themselves in the leg in my driveway. Well, you can imagine authorities were very concerned and quickly sped to the scene. And that's where they found 28-year-old Justin McCall, sure enough, shot in the leg, laying in the driveway. Now he's screaming and everything, so they quickly patch him up, get him sent off to the hospital. Got to figure out what's going on here. Well, that's when the woman said, hey, by the way, someone broke into my car. Uh-oh. Well, authorities started spreading out and started getting calls throughout the neighborhood as other people were calling in saying, hey, someone had broken into our garage, our car, and other things out about in front of their house. Sure enough, some people had those ring doorbells hooked up and they saw McCall walking around wearing, well, one woman's boots who says it was taken <laughs> from her garage. You bet I'll work. And another person who said, yeah, someone took the gun out of my car. Well, wouldn't you guess it? That was the gun that McCall shot himself in the leg with. Apparently, he had been on uh, quite the little spree going down the street, breaking into everyone's garage and cars until shooting himself in the leg. Well, authorities quickly went to the hospital. McCall was still getting stitched up and said, hey, no rush, pal, because once you get out of here, you're headed to jail. By the way, when he was at the hospital? Yeah. He was still wearing the female boots. <laughs> Maybe, did he steal those or were those just his? Oh, no, they were stolen out okay. of the garage. Uh, by the way, they ran his information. He was out on bond for two burglaries before. Overall, he has 13, 13 felony convictions since 2012. How is he still out walking around? Six for burglary, four for grand theft, and one for grand theft of a firearm. Who would have guessed? <laughs> wow, and they let that dude out on the streets. As you can imagine, he knew his rights, I'm assuming. <laughs> All right, let's give him a score, shall we? Mm-hmm. All right, so we have um, shooting yourself in the leg with with a stolen gun. That's trashy. That's trashy, man. I'm going to give that 200 points right there. You know he's sticking in sweatpants. Right, oh, yeah. of course. And then uh, the, the woman's boots. Walk around in a woman's boots. Seems trash, but sounds, my feet are cold. Sounds like a poor choice mm-hmm. of all the things that you could have put on your feet. 
some high heel stilettos walking around looking like Prince. Yeah, you got to be better getting away. Yeah, with I'll give him 150 points on that. Um, and then we had breaking into multiple cars, doing a little theft spree. Trashy. That's trashy, man. I'm gonna get that 175 points right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was at the, he got arrested. That's 75. I know there's got to be more here than this. Ah, uh, the fact that he's been arrested. Oh yeah, numerous I, times. I'm gonna give him 200 points on all those warrants, all those felony convictions that he has. Yeah, I don't get that. How about the fact that he's out on bond? For burglary. And he goes back to burglaring. Well, it's hard to find a job once you got that on your record, man. Yes, so. You got to make money somehow. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I got a score on this one, Wood. It Come actually on. it got ratcheted up pretty quick at the end. I was worried we weren't going to have one, but here we go. Are you ready? Yes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Are you okay? I forgot I had a chest tattoo. Sweet smokes. I was saying, that's a bad drum roll right there. Right on a fresh tattoo. <laughs> All right, let's get this. Today, our man wearing woman's boots breaking into cars earns 925 points. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our first break from 540 in the morning. I was telling Wood how me and my wife finally got to do something and we felt guilty about it. Cut the cord, man. Boy, that sounds bad, doesn't it? (laughs) Out of context, that sounds really bad. It wasn't even better in context, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, What else did we talk about? Oh, we talked about you uh, tripping the light fantastic on... uh on your meds. You're getting a lot out there, man. Right. That was a wild ride. It's our bonus track. It's our first break from 5.40 in the morning, and it's right now. Kelly and Wood. <laughs> I ain't got to stay on no beat. Ah, new. Trying to fit 12 words where there should have only been eight. Mm-hmm. But hey, it's Monday, and that's fine. We're back to do it. This One of the first, first events of my life happened on Saturday. Oh. My kids had a six-hour play rehearsal. Oh. And my wife and I thought, is it okay for us to maybe go out and do something fun while they're at their play rehearsal? Why not? I don't because we feel guilty. We we have the you know you know I'm a self-professed helicopter parent. Yes, self-diagnosed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And, and I'm embarrassed by it. And like now, the low helicopters that like blow papers right. around and everything. Yeah. We're we're like a Vietnam helicopter yeah. storming those fields, man. But anyway, so we now we're reaping the. It's not benefits. I don't know what to say. Uh, blow, blow out? <laughs> blow back? Maybe. Maybe. Of, Carnage? Of being such helicopter parents. Now we don't know what to do when our kids aren't around. So I was like, let's go have brunch at Margie's, which is like this kind of nicer restaurant by our house. Okay. That I don't always want to go all four of us because it cost me a grip. Mm. But since it was just me and my wife, I was like, man, is that okay? Can we like go enjoy ourselves without the kids? And boy, did we. We had a great time. Wow. It's nice to know we still have some things to talk about that are not the kids, you know? Which was? Things. <laughs> Perverts. No we, no, we just, you know, like there's a lot of stuff going on with her parents down in Texas, so okay. we got a chance. Because we don't like talking about that around the kids. You got back to just being gay. Right. Well, let's get this back to working again, oh, yeah. you know? And we did. And it was a blast, dude. And I'm like, when is the next time the kids have a six-hour rehearsal? Because that was awesome. Well, look at you. And we met up. My, my brother and my cousin Dana met up with us. Like mm. It was just like, I was like, this is what it's like to be an adult again? I totally forgot. Because I feel like when your kids get to a certain age, you kind of like wipe your eyes and get back out into society. Like, all right, what's going on now? You got to let your kids... What did I miss the last 13 years? Go out and stretch their legs. I know. Be their own little humans. It's, it was awesome. It was the first time that we've done anything like that mm. since having children. Because, you know, like when you get a babysitter, you always feel like the clock's running when you're out. You know what I'm saying? Like... Because the meter's running. Well, even that, or it's like, you don't want to be late for the babysitter and be inconsiderate. Or, I don't know. It's just different. Mm. This was just like, hey, we have some free time. We're not paying anybody to watch the kids. 
Let's enjoy ourselves. So when is the big performance? Uh, in February, I forget, like February twentieth or something like that. Okay, are you going to come? It's it's. Hey, if uh, I'm invited, of course you are. You I'm just you'll, saying. You'll spit, you, you have all your little private dalliances here. <laughs> you'll spit in my family's face. I'm a hundred percent sure on that. I would love to be. But there. it's uh, it's uh, they're doing uh, Frozen the musical. Oh, you know my baby girl will love it. My son is playing Kristoff, which is a pretty major part. It's a big role, which I'm so proud of him for. Then my daughter's like a townsperson. She has some speaking lines, but... Uh, As a former tree number three, yeah, there are no small parts. That's what I told her, only small actors. That's right. <laughs> I tried to tell her that. I forgot my line as a tree. I don't even know if I had a line. What was it? <laughs> I think I was just supposed to turn and walk off the one way, and I went the other way, and a right. tree... Like the scene was supposed to go this way, and the tree went up the river. <laughs> eh, well, well that's and you wonder why you got the part of tree. You don't put the kids center stage. I don't care, Miss <laughs> Hale. <laughs> I remember when I was when I was in school and I was doing plays. One time, I I was Lorenzo Belcanto. Here's, this was like foreshadowing. Is that Zorro? It was about a it was about a radio station run by kids that was gonna, was on the verge of going out of business. So they had all these live performers came in, and I came in and I did a solo. Wasn't that an episode of Saved by the Bell? It very well could have been. Okay. But this was uh, radio station KIDS. Ooh. K-I-D-S, K-I-D-S. Was it the song you performed? Mm-hmm. No, I performed uh, Figaro, which was actually about my dog. So it was, uh, are you ready? Okay. <laughs> there was, I have a dog and his name is a Figaro. Bow wow, bow wow, bow wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I still got it. Uh, you know, shout out to all you parents who are sitting through all those. And yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, that's quality stuff right there. <laughs> yeah, I had a solo in that one. But uh, so, you know what? The kids are falling in dad's footsteps. Well, good for you. I will be there. I'm like, Come on, man. Yeah. They, they need the support. It's community theater, so they need the support. No, and it's always good to see, you know, y- your your friends and family do things well. So, yeah, yeah. I'll be there. I, it's it's cool. It's, it's just we're renting into a very new stage of parenting but a very cool stage of parenting you're at where i'm at you know sometimes you just gotta leave the kids by themselves well yeah but you did that when your son was like three no (laughs) he was five (laughs) you just left him home alone he could facetime me if things got hairy it's not a big deal (laughs) we we are very because we had our work christmas party on friday night Mm -hmm. and everyone's like kelly are you going i'm like no we don't have a sitter or whatever they're like aren't you isn't your daughter like 13 yeah but i'm like yeah but i don't want to be an hour away and if something goes wrong then you know. Then can, what? Can I be honest with you? I'm, I'm just not comfortable with it yet, and no, no amount of you insulting me is going to make me comfortable no, with it. When I was 13, I was babysitting other kids. Yeah, well, my, we were talking about this with my brother when he was 12. He was watching me and my other brother. Yeah, like at 12, I, I, I was. If he was 12, I was four, and my other brother was eight, and he was in charge at 12. And honestly, it's so much safer now inside of a locked home than oh, it was God, back yeah. then. Back then, all sorts of things could have gone haywire. Right. Now everything has like a safety off mechanism and things well, like that. And your mom and dad didn't have cell phones on them. Right. So if something went wrong, it's like you better know what restaurant they're at or... Or you're calling their friend's house, you know, where everyone's yeah. over out, where the party's at. Yeah. You no, know, I, honestly, I think 13, you are more than capable enough, especially because like, like I said, the ovens can't overheat or anything like that. Well, it could. Everything's got a kill switch now. I, your oven doesn't have a kill switch. Oh, if, without a doubt, does. What? Well, how? If your oven starts to catch on fire, I'm sure it shuts itself down. You, dude, without you, a doubt, you should not own a home. I'm telling you, your whole family is at risk by you being in charge of You've that. Got home. a lot of huevos. <laughs> Point your finger at me, sir. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Out there running around.
Well, helicopter anyway. parenting. I'm just saying, I would out of doubt wouldn't wouldn't mind it. Thirteen, because I yeah, I was making money because that was a big deal when I went down the street, watched somebody else's kid, boom, made a little money for myself. Well, yeah, I, well that's the thing too is like I feel like thirteen was the like that's like it's okay to have someone come watch your kids as long as they're thirteen years old. And now it's, but I will say this: it's changed as someone who started to look for a babysitter lately. Yeah, because now it's like CPR certified right. and all this stuff. Which I'm not saying it's a bad. No, that's thing, a good thing. <laughs> but it used to be: hey, is there a kid in the neighborhood that you know? Good kid, cool. Come over to my house, watch some HBO. Yep. Order some pay per view movies. Whatever you want to do. And then yeah, don't burn my house down. Here's thirty bucks. At the end of the day, there we go. Now it's oh, I'm some of these babysitters that I have I've gotten in touch with yeah. are charged like twenty five dollars an hour. That's fifty grand a year if you work full time. No, no offense. I'm sure you're a wonderful kid and doing all this, but eh, eh, there's no way I'm doing all this stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you that though. I remember being ten years old and my dad would go to my grandparents' house early in the morning on Saturdays. My mom had to work at the hair salon on Saturdays, mm-hmm. and I remember being ten and getting up, making my own scrambled eggs. I can't even imagine my kids doing own that. scrambled eggs. That's right. Dang, you didn't even go cereal. No, I didn't go cereal. I didn't go cookies. I was like, I'm get me some nutrition, man. Now that my parents are gone, maybe I can get some protein. I feel like a chef when I do that little, you know, those little oatmeal packets that you ripped open and you poured the hot water in. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, ooh la la, feeling good. Uh, Carrie texted in, 100% my oven does not shut down if there's a fire found out the hard way. Yeah. Well, she doesn't have much. There's no such thing oven. as a kill switch on the ah, on an oven. I don't know where. As soon as it gets too hot, boom, shut it down. <laughs> I don't even know where you got this information. Shut it down. How was your weekend, man? I know you had a busy weekend. Very busy. I uh, was flying all over the place. Of course, uh, Friday was down at the tattoo convention. Had a ton of fun there. I was uh, honestly surprised. My kids actually walked around and had a little bit of fun there, too. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know. I, you don't think of that as like a family-friendly event. Everett come out with a tat? No, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he was he, he really kind of enjoyed himself. They, they really enjoyed the pool more than okay. really anything. That would make sense. Then we hit the um, Mall of America on Saturday, road rides and everything, and... Busy weekend, man. It, it's cra- so like my 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 little boy busted up his pinky on Friday. Dang, that thing was swollen as all get out. How did he do that? In gym class, okay. smashed it into something or other or basketball, whatever. Catch the old basketball right in the pinky. I think so. Oh, that's painful. It looked really stubbed, and it was it was incredibly swollen. And you know, ah, I can't do any chores. Well. Boom. We see a rock climbing wall. Kid climbs for an hour. <laughs> right. Comes down the back. Ah, oh, my finger. I can't do anything. Okay. I'm not buying any of that. But I will tell you this. Come on. I also, so we're at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Planning out our next day. We want to get started early, hit Mall of America, get as many rides in as we can. Let's do it. Tell my wife, call down and see if there's like a one of these free continental breakfasts. You know, you go down, you make your own waffle. Yeah. Huge fan of these. I'm being too. Any free breakfast is good, in my opinion. And so my wife calls down to here. Twenty-eight bucks a person for breakfast. For breakfast. Okay. I literally. Where are you guys staying? The Ritz, like a Hyatt. I walked over, took the phone out of her hand, just gently hung it up. (laughs) I'm not spending twenty-eight dollars a person. That is bonkers, man. Especially when my kid's going to eat like four little things of Captain Crunch, and I don't mean boxes. I mean the little yellow pieces of Captain Crunch. Right, and that's it. (laughs) Right, four crunches of Captains. Wow, you guys stay at nice hotels, man. So no, it was we did that, and I, I I don't know what happened to me at the Mall of America. My entire face. 
I got one of those. My nose was running, and I kept sneezing. Yeah, and my eyes felt like they were going to bust out of my head. I get home and I took a Benadryl. Okay, and a histamine. Yes, I'm not. I'm familiar. Believe it or not, I'm not one of these persons who takes a lot of over the counter medicines. I power through. My body is a machine. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. And I took a Benadryl, and I, honest to God, sat down to watch football. Uh, next thing I know is I woke up in my bed the next morning after like 14 hours of sleep. Good God. I have no... I tell you what, though. I had one of the most vivid, creepy dreams about the end of the world that I could have sat down and written a 40-page movie script. We got to get Lori Lowenberg to... Analyze that one. I, 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 anytime I take that stuff, I, it, it freaks me out. My dreams get so weird and so vivid. I don't like taking the stuff. You know what happens to me, and I can't take that stuff anymore. I used to get really bad allergies. It makes me feel. This is the weirdest feeling. It, this must be what restless leg syndrome feels like. I feel like I have to like get out of bed and do push-ups or something. Like my arms feel like they need to be used for something. Really heavy. Yeah. There's been times where I've like just grabbed. <laughs> Because you know I got dumbbells in the bedroom. Because you know you never know you got to pump it up a little bit. <laughs> I, 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 how many for, pounds? For the wife's sake, you know. How many pounds? Twenty pounds. Oh, all right. Yeah, they're gonna be like those little three pink ones. I do have some of those in there. <laughs> <laughs> those are the wives, though. Those are yeah, the wives. Yeah, right. But no, for some reason, antihistamine makes me feel like like I have to carry something. It's the weirdest. I don't know what that is. Yeah, like I had to bang out a few curls real quick. <laughs> Jump back in bed? <laughs> hey, baby. Do you carry them with you into bed? No, but there's been times where I've had to walk. Like, it's so bizarre. I have to walk around the house, like, doing curls, like, to, and then up, like, up and down the steps. This is a weird thing. That man. is, that is weird. It's a, it's, it's probably what somebody with severe OCD, like, how they feel like they have to go do weird things. So I, like, go up and down the steps doing my 20 pound curls. See, I, I just don't like messing with it. And honestly, like this, this kind of stuff is why I will never, ever, ever, ever do like peyote or acid oh, or anything I, like that. I don't want to unlock that door because God knows what the hell's on the other side. Like they say, like, what is it? We only use like 10% of our brain. Well, I think that's been disproven over time. By what? The other 90% of the brain? Yes. The big no, brain? They, they said that that's a, that's a, a false a false statement. Okay. That we use 100% of our brain, but maybe only 10%. I don't know, dude. 10% of the power? Possibly, yeah. But like, I'm, I would be scared to death of opening that portal and what's on the other side. If I take a Benadryl and I dream about the end of the world. Right. God help me if I trip the light fantastic. <laughs> what would happen? You know what I'd like to try? This is probably bad to talk about. I would like to try ayahuasca. What is that? That's the one that like Joe Rogan talks about, and like like Ron White, the comedian, talks about how it saved his life. Is that the stuff that Aaron Rodgers was talking about? I don't know, but it it makes like you. The NFL was like, look, that's not even on our banned substance list because we don't like, know what it is. It's DMT, is what it's is what it is, and it like people say it's not like a it's not like a trip where you a are, hallucinogen. But yeah, but it's like it's almost people can't describe it, and. Nah, I shouldn't be talking about yeah, this. This it, makes me look bad. No, it's not. It's but it's it's like they that say, stuff. They say that it, it it helps you like work out problems in your life because you get all these answers because your ego it takes away your ego and you get all these answers to life. Because I, I, I could use a few. I think it's I think Native Americans use peyote and stuff. Well, they use ayahuasca as well. Do they? Yeah. Nah, see, man, that's a, that, that's a bridge too far for me. Once I get there, because who knows if I'm coming back? Right. And if I do come back, who knows what I am? Yeah. 
are what the answers that you've received. And, you know, so to me, uh, no, I'm good. Uh, Benadryl's about as heavy as I'm going to go. And if, if, honestly, God, if my eyeballs didn't feel like they were popping out of my sockets, I wouldn't have touched the stuff either. I don't know. My wife was like, I think it's allergies. Because I thought it was maybe that cold you had all week last week finally had caught up to me. Dude, I was tired. And was starting to get to me on Saturday night. Because that's why I kind of feel like where I'm starting to get like a cold. This has to be it. No, I don't know what it was, but... It just kind of gets me on those head colds. And people with really bad allergies, maybe that's how that feels like. The only thing I really know I'm allergic to are some pets. Right. But, of course, my wife didn't care and bought a dog anyway, so <laughs> right. to hell with me. My family wants to get a cat, and they know I'm deathly allergic to cats. They're like, just take pills every day. I'm like, are you guys crazy? Yeah. You'd rather have a cat that doesn't care about you as opposed to dear old dad? Depends on the cat. We had some cats growing up that you could tell not interested, but then they had some that do care. I just, I, I'm not a cat person. It's a roll of the dice. Uh, should we do some history, my friend? Okay. You don't want to do history? We can. Okay. Why'd you have more to bring to the table? No. Okay. Because I, I can shut this off real quick. Let it ride. All right. It was on this day, Wood, back in 1962. Face mask. Defense number 26. The NFL started prohibiting grabbing face masks. Mm. It's funny, it took till 1962. Well, geez, did they even have face masks before 1962? Well, I mean, there was a long time that they didn't. I, all right, you know, you know, this isn't a sports show, I'll say that. Right. But there is, a lo- there is a group of people out there, and I think it makes sense. That, you know, we always talk about how do we make football safer, make football safer. There's a people who say, get rid of face masks. Because once you catch a shoulder right in the mouth, well, then? you'd be a little bit more aware of where you're going to be putting your face. Oh, if you don't have anything guarding your face, like rugby, right? Rugby players don't have face masks yet; they hit each other at high speeds and all that collision, yeah. and they seem to do better with concussions than the NFL. So you're maybe saying less protection would make the game safer because then it's slow. You wouldn't put down. your head down and just go right into someone's chest. Well, God forbid if you would, right? You know, that, boy, that's interesting, Wood. So that there are some people out there that think that. Uh, on this day in 2001, Apple introduced its iTunes music management software at the Macworld Expo in San Francisco. I remember I was on the radio and I was like an endorser for iTunes, which is kind of funny because everybody in radio thought, well, iTunes will be the death of radio. But here I was doing commercials for iTunes. Mm-hmm. They gave me like hundreds of dollars of gift cards. And I still remember the first song I downloaded from iTunes. PM Dawn. Nope. I already had all those CDs. Oh, yeah. I was I just ripped those CDs in there. But it was this song right here by Ludacris. Oh yeah. <laughs> Money well spent, my oh, friend. Well, it was free. That's true. But can you imagine me in the Eclipse Spider convertible, top down, living my best life? <laughs> Boy, was I happy at that moment. Now I tell you what, you, you any of those Apple. Like product reveals, yeah, are creepy. They seem like they're a cult. Funny you should say that because also on this day in 2007, uh, Steve Jobs introduced the iPhone, and I grabbed this quick clip of him introducing it. Mm-hmm. It's a revolutionary mobile phone. Like, listen how everyone's just going nuts. Yeah, for this. It's a revolutionary mobile phone. Listen to that crowd, and the room's all dark. Yeah, and there's a spotlight. And you want to know what else sets it off? What's what that? Makes, gives it the cult feel. The turtleneck. Yeah. 
Why are you wearing a turtleneck, dude? You're inside. He looks like an evil villain, right? With that it's turtleneck. Black. Yeah. And no belt. He never has any belt on. He has his shirt tucked in, too. Yeah. And it's just. Nah. You're a billionaire, dude. Tuck your shirt in and put a belt on. Something doesn't feel right about this, guys, right? And everyone's yeah. going, ah, that's amazing. I think cheering over inanimate objects, too, is just kind of. It's got a third camera. <laughs> I don't use the second camera. Doesn't it? Well, yeah. The all center, right. and they all start stabbing me. <laughs> <laughs> we got him, Steve! <laughs> Let's do some birthdays, shall we, real I quick? Let's his blood! Jeez. <laughs> hey, he's, he's got a Samsung note! <laughs> <laughs> All right, celebrating a birthday today. All of you come crash. Dave Matthews, it's his birthday today. Now, you know me. I'm pretty anti-hippie. Yeah. I like Dave Matthews. Though. I don't know if he's really hippie. Oh, dude. Dude. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of granola-y, but I don't know about hippie. Yeah. I, I like Dave Matthews, too. There's nothing wrong with it. Very smooth. You got to be in the right mindset yeah. for it. Honestly, I was playing it the other day when I was putting together the Legos with the sun. I needed something to mellow out my rage. Looking <laughs> <Right. laughs> for the third piece. Uh, but he's going to be 55. Oh, you're close, my friend. He is actually the ripe old age of 56 today. Uh, also celebrating a birthday. Middleton. You know who Kate Middleton is? She's married to the bald one, right? Yes. Okay. And she was the one who was just like plucked off the street. She wasn't like royal. Like, I don't she think was, like, she was third cousin or something. I don't think she was on the streets. Like, But she was like a commoner. Yeah. And that was why it was a big deal. I, I have no idea. 28? <laughs> no. 39? No, you're a little, <laughs> little off on that one. She's 41 today. Really? Yeah. Once you get into that family, time does no longer exist. Right. Who knows what they're doing to keep you alive? But they're drinking the blood of Steve Jobs. I saw. It. I saw. You know, Prince Harry has that memoir coming out, and they did a poll, and like thirty-five percent of people said they'd be interested in reading it. Yeah, like that's no, still, no, that's not bad. Well, I, I just feel like I feel like we're so royal familyed out. I am uh, celebrating a birthday also today. <laughs> Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> oh, all right. Five five foot three in the NBA. Now he must be the shortest NBA player of all time. I think you're right. And there were a couple other ones. Uh Earl Spud Webb Boykins. Spud Webb ago. was five eight. I remember that. But Muggsy Bogues was five three. Yeah. Like that's that's just short to begin with, then to be in the NBA. I think Spud Webb was shorter than that. No, he wasn't. Spud Webb was five eight. Mm. Look look it up. I'm Come on, sure gentlemen's bet. Than. Bet you five bucks. All right, fine, deal. He's shorter than that. Spud he, Webb he, height. You think he's shorter than five eight? Yeah. I guarantee. You, I bet you he's five eight. No way. Oh, wait, five six. Oh, feels good. I, I want to do my own research on that one. But Muggsy Bogues, he's got to be like fifty two. Ah, uh, you're actually you're way low on that one. Uh, Muggsy Bogues is fifty eight. Really? Couldn't he dunk too? Like at five three, he could still dunk a basketball. Spud Webb won the dunk contest. I remember that. I don't know if Muggsy Bogues. I think Muggsy Bogues could probably dunk. Yeah, I, I feel like I had a poster of him hanging on from the rim. But I guess I could have well, picked him up. Right, could have used a ladder. <laughs> All right, move the ladder. We're taking a shot. Got a good grip. Thank you, thank you. Uh, of course, if it's your birthday today, we would like to wish you a happy birthday as well. 